It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard, and it's time for the reactions of week three. We're already a third of the way through the season, Don't say Brady. that. We're a third of the way through the season. Don't say Where that. is it going? I know, it makes me sad. It feels like it's gone by too quick. But uh, we had uh, another nice slate of games. Saw there was an MHSA record set tonight by a Blue Water Area school. Yeah, by a player, <laughs> and it was one that you look at and you're like, like when you see it in the record books, you go, "How in the hell does anyone ever do that?" Well, uh, I'm, I'm, I guess, I guess it's a little easier in eight man. I don't know, is it? I guess it goes from being ridiculously, stupidly hard to just ridiculously hard. <laughs> Anyways, it's it's crazy, and we'll tell you about that. Um, uh, the Northern team, okay, I'm going to tell you, Northern's defense is a thing, okay? It's that, a thing, yeah. and it has to be respected. Yeah, and also shame on me, Northern fans, players, you can make fun of me because I picked Frazier, and you know what? For about, what, 20 minutes it looked like I was going to be right, and then they went, uh-uh-uh-uh. We figured this out, and yeah, the stat you gave me, we'll talk about it later, but they uh, tightened it up pretty quickly. And uh, as the smoke clears on the third week of the season, am I any any wiser, and have I got any of this figured out? And I'm, I'm looking at the board, Brady, going, I'm not even sure that I do. <laughs> yeah, like I think we can start. You can't put all the puzzle pieces together, but I think we go, okay, I know what this team is. I know what this team is. And at least start to narrow down the ranges of what we think these teams are. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so because uh, I, I, I like knowing my stuff. I'll tell you. I and think sometimes some of these teams that, that we, we talk about, I think I don't know that like I'm a hundred percent on everybody. At least okay, we know Marine City is good. We we'll talk about that later. I think the BWAC has five teams that are pretty good and three teams that are gonna struggle, but aren't awful, but are just worse than the other five. So, anything else? Before? I don't know if that helps me at all. <laughs> I mean, before we were like, I don't know who's good or not. So at least instead of it being a grab bag of eight teams, it's down to like five. Well, a year ago, Marine City Marysville stole the show. Not so much this time, but that's, we'll talk about that's it. That's still the greatest football game I've ever seen, regardless of <laughs> regardless of level. It was just, the like, seriously, it was awesome. Anyway, we'll talk about this year's game when we come back. When you run with us on a Gator UTV... The engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com.
Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. DuraClean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call DuraClean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. DuraClean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Magnet International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. 
Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, back with uh, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports Podcast, and we start in the Macomb Area Conference, as we always do, but we're going to start in the Silver, where Marine City took on Marysville tonight at East China Stadium, and that's where Brady was. Yeah, uh, Marine City's really good. Marysville, they're struggling. They just, straight up, they just don't have as good of athletes football-wise as Marine City. Like, you could tell it was two teams that were very similar, and Marine City was just faster. Like, you can't coach speed. And I didn't think that Marysville played all that bad. They had, I guess, technically one turnover. They dropped uh, a kickoff that bounced right into the arms of Wyatt Walker, and that was their one faux pas of the night where they messed up. But it's not like they really did anything horrific. It was just Marine City just seems like a team on a mission. They are uh, just designed like, all right, this is what we're doing. We're going to do it. No one's stopping us. And, yeah, Zach Tetler, he's not the fastest in the area, but I bet you he is the fastest going from zero to 60. Like, he puts his foot in the ground, and it's top speed immediately. Anyway, I'll start talking. Let's get to the highlights. Heslop takes it, going to hand it off to the fullback, going up the middle. Touchdown, Wyatt Walker and Marine City. A little inside handoff, punches it in from two yards out. Marine City strikes first here in the big rivalry game at East China. Heslop, no one split out wide. Crutchmeyer and Tetler the backs. Going to hand it off to Tetler, and he gets into the end zone untouched. Touchdown, Marine City. Marine City leads 14-0. Marysville. Trying to cut into it. Lavalley under center. No one split out wide. Takes a snap. Hands it off to the right side. Thomas trying to bounce to the outside. There's a sea of black shirts and he'll fall down. Back at the 21. Mariners defense bend, but it doesn't break. They'll take over first and 10 from their own 21-yard line. That's a really nice drive. That's going to be for not for Marysville. Heslip taking the snap, handed off to the left side. Tetler makes one man miss with a stiff arm. Jukes to the outside across the 30, 25, 20. He's got the angle, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Zach Tetler. Touchdown, Marine City. The junior punches it in from 32 yards out. Rafino split out wide to the left. Heslip being the gun, the man to his left. Tetler, the man to his right. Crutchmeyer, going to take it. Going to hand it off on a little reverse. Looks like that is number 14, Parker Atkinson, that finds the corner. They ran that so well, I couldn't tell who had the ball, but it was Parker Atkinson on the end around, and he punches it in from seven yards out. 27-0 now, Marine City leads pending the extra point. Junior Jeff Hessop hustling up to the line, gets under center, one man behind him. That is Wyatt Walker, they give it to him, he plows over defender near the goal line, and he got in. Touchdown, Marine City. Wyatt Walker with his second score of the night. Under center as he has trips to the right. Now going to move Tetler, no, excuse me, that's Atkinson to the tight end spot to the left. Taking the snap, dropping back, looking, looking. He's got to get out of the, uh, of the pocket, and he gets hit near the goal line. Is it a safety? 
waiting for the signal from the official, and it is. So Marysville's first points come on a big sack, and that'll make it 34-2. Corbett, man split out way to the left. Corbett coming in motion to the right side, handed off up the middle to McKinney. Uh, no, it's going to be a pass, and he's got Corbett wide open. Easy touchdown, pitch and catch from Lavalley to Corbett. They faked everyone out, myself included. Touchdown, Vikings. They're going to hand it off to Tetler, and he's going to walk in untouched to the end zone. Hat trick for Zach Tetler. Third touchdown of the night. Mariners answer back, and they extend their lead now 40 to 8. Rafino going to be split out wide to left, trips to the right. That includes Walker, excuse me, twins to the right, Walker and Atkinson. No one in the backfield dropping back. Hessup looks like it's going to be a screen. He keeps backpedaling. It's caught by Tetler at the 27, working to the outside of the 20, and 5 across the 20, 15, 10, 5, turning on the Jets, Zach Tetler. He turned nothing into a touchdown. Fourth touchdown of the night for number 26, and he made that one look impressive. 18 seconds left, Marine City can let this run out if they want to, and it looks like they will. Nine seconds left to go, and Marine City's gonna walk off the field. They improved to 3-0. 48-8, the Mariners beat Marysville. Yeah, it doesn't look like Marine City's slowing down anytime soon. The thing is with them, like, they could give the ball. And by the way, Charles Tigert, if he played, it wasn't much. Uh, he was not out there. So you take away maybe the biggest weapon for Marine City, and they still do that. Like, if they wanted to, they could give the ball 20 times to Tetler. They could give it 20 times to Rafino or Crutchmeyer or have Heslop throw it 25 times in a game, and they would probably be fine. Just they have so much speed. It's so hard to defend. And, again, I didn't think Marysville looked like a bad football team in this. It just looked like Marine City just bested them all night long. Um, and, and you mentioned Tiger didn't get a carry, so what do they do? Four carries for Kretschmar for 75 yards. Yeah, and that's the thing. And, and Wyatt Walker, what, his two touchdowns came on three carries? Yeah, two touchdowns on three carries. Tetler, 147 yards, 11 carries. Yeah, like it's – the thing is, like with Wyatt Walker, you forget he's a weapon offensively. Like they won't use him, won't use him, and he'll be an off-the-ball tight end, and he'll just come on like a, like almost a dive or a, in motion, take it, go up the middle, boom, touchdown, and you're like, ah, oh, Damn it! Like we have to, we have to worry about him too, or like like Tetler and like you key on them, and then you forget Parker Atkinson's out there, and they just open the game with a screen to him, and he scored the one end around, and it, it's just so much to worry about that if your defensive line can't do what Frankenmuth did a year ago and just push him back, and so you don't have to worry about it, it's almost impossible to defend. Uh, no uh, Sakuchi for Marysville. Yeah. But another nice week for Tyler McKinney. He's kind of yeah. a diamond in the rough. He had 78 yards on 17 carries. Nice power back. Yeah, off of a 100-plus yard game last week. Yeah. But um, anyway, Coach Lutzen, I think he's excited. I think he knows he has a pretty good team. I got a chance to talk to him after his big win. Coach, got your third win of the year, a, a big win over Marysville, 48-8. Kids played really well. I'm assuming you're happy with the performance. Yeah, you know, I, I thought we came out real well and, 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 and attacked the game uh, on offense and defense and, and got things growing, going early. Um, proud of our kids, proud of the way they rallied around the, uh, you know, just around the game and, and prepared and, uh, 
you know, it sets up a, a, a big one next week. I know Warren Fitz won tonight, so it uh, sets up a good contest next week down at Warren Fitz. Should be a good crowd. Uh, I know they're explosive. Um, you know, hats off to Marysville. They'll go compete the rest of the year, hopefully make the playoffs for uh, for themselves. Uh, you know, the one thing we got to correct is we got to pass protect better. That first series in the third quarter there, we tried to do some things just to open it up. No one, you know, we thought they were going to, you know, try and pressure us. So we, you know, we're looking to screen and stuff like that. But we got to do a better job to start a half uh, if you really want to be an elite team. Well, that drive you're talking about when you gave up the safety, the only drive that didn't result in a touchdown, excluding when time ran out at the end of the game, I mean, going seven for eight offensively for scores, you got to be happy with that efficiency. Yeah, yeah, you know, we, we are, I am. I know Coach Bill uh, Nesbitt, uh, Coach Alito, they do a great job. They're, they're a huge asset uh, to, to the program and obviously to the team. Uh, and, and we just feel that we're explosive. You know, if we, if we don't do things to hurt ourselves, uh, we just feel that there's explosive plays and opportunity, or at least opportunities uh, for us to, to, to make explosive plays. And we're just going to continue to work. We're not going to apologize for who we are or what we are. Uh, don't want to sound arrogant. I feel very comfortable that we're a very good football team. Uh, we're not elite. Uh, obviously, for us to compete at the state level in Division Five, we need to get we need to get and become become elite uh, if, if we want to accomplish all our goals. And obviously, that's to be determined on, on how things play out. Zach Tetler, four touchdowns. I don't know if he's the fastest guy you have, but he gets up to top speed quicker than anyone I've seen. He puts his foot in the ground, and it seems like he's gone. Yeah, he's worked real hard at it, and we always say that we're a one-cut team. We make a cut, and we get vertical. The field's a vertical. It's a vertical field, so we don't want to do a whole lot horizontal. And, and, and when he sticks it uh, he, and, and gets vertical, he is, he is very, very explosive. Probably one of the more explosive players uh, we've, we've had here. Don't want to let your defense get lost in all of this. I mean, we get caught up with the flashy numbers that your offense puts up, but I believe it's been, what, four touchdowns now that your defense has given up through three games? They've just been quietly been a very solid group. Oh, they're, they're, doing, they're doing an outstanding job. Again, they continue to give us the ball in great field position. They put pressure on an opposing offense. Um, and, and, and then when we're able to get the ball in good field position and, and score, that helps dictate a little bit what an offense can do. So, you know, we're, we're just playing together offense and defensively and then, and then sprinkling in uh, uh, spe- special teams. But Coach Front and Coach Osler and Coach Shield, uh, Coach Hesla, you know, Coach, they, they do, Coach Garcelli, they do a great job. Obviously, they game plan real well. We get kids in the right position. We had one, uh, you know, broken coverage there, but, uh, you know, that'll, that'll be corrected, and then uh, we'll go from there. Thanks, Coach. Congrats on the win. Good luck next week down at Fitz. Thanks a lot. Hope to see you guys there. That is going to be a big game next week. I'm sure we'll spend a lot of time next week dissecting that. By the way, I was wrong. Their defense has only given up three touchdowns. The fourth touchdown was a special teams kickoff return. Um, and, uh, God, I can't wait for the Richmond Marine City District Final. <laughs> I think that's that's the, the, the train I'm hitching my wagon to real early, that in eight weeks it's going to be Richmond at Marine City for a chance to go play in a regional championship. I can see that happening. Okay, I'm going to hold you to that. Especially with no Almont, they're D6. So, especially if the the rest of the district is what Marine City was in last year. Jeez. But I'm sure people in Armada have something to say about that. But no, Marine City, like I said, Coach Lutzen, you hear him talk about there, so efficient. They had seven, eight drives, that, not including the one that ended the game, and they scored on seven of them. So, 
The only one they didn't was the safety. Like, their offense is moving, and they just don't make mistakes. They actually had three false start penalties. Didn't seem to affect them. They're, they're just such a well-oiled machine. Yeah. It's like, when I, when I played, it's frustrating because you know there's not a lot you can do. You have to hope they kind of mess up, and when they don't, that's what happens. Well, the thing is, like, past Marine City teams – would give up some points, and then the defense would make a big play when they needed to make a stop. Now they're just not even giving up anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just look at some of those the scores. I mean, I think that was the first time their starting defense gave up points was on that broken play where, seriously, you could have uh, LaValle could have thrown it underhand lefty and still got it to him. He was so wide open, but – Marine City's good, and I don't want to say this is a knock on Marysville. The two teams they've lost to are six and zero combined. Yeah, like and both teams' defenses have been immaculate. The most points either side has given up out of those six games they played, I think, is what fifteen. Yeah, uh, fifth, uh, Northern gave up fifteen tonight, and, what, and that's the most. The most Marine City's given up is what 12 in 12 the against St. Clair. Yeah, so. Don't count out Marys, though. They're going to play another good defense next week. Hazel Park, I think, won. Who haven't been scored on this yeah. year. Well, in two games. Their first game was a forfeit. So eight quarters of football have not been scored on. Um, and and Madison had scored, I think, 89 points in the first two weeks, and that's who Hazel Park shut out, right? Yeah, I wasn't sure about Madison because if you look who they did it against, it wasn't anyone impressive. It was Shrine in New Haven, and Shrine lost for a third straight week. And Mooney is looking like the favorite in that game now. We're at the beginning of the season. We were going, eh, that's going to be a tough one for the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, it was uh, what we kind of expected for St. Clair. Talk about another team that yeah. has had two tough games in the first three weeks. They went down to Roseville, and all reports about Roseville is that there's something this year, and 66 to nothing is the final So score. I had someone – that had eyes on that game, and their report back was that is the most athletic team I've seen in, like, almost two decades. He's like, their big men were so athletic, they could move, and Roseville, here's the thing. At the end of the year, Roseville might end up 8-1 and because they do have to play Dakota, and, and they do play Port here on high. That's going to be a really fun game, but... They might lose in the district finals to De La Salle. Yeah. So you might, look back, you might look back in history when nerds like us just go through and go, oh, Roseville had a decent team that year. They went 8-2. and two, But they, lose to, they might lose to De La Salle, who might win a state title. Like, they might be playing their toughest playoff game in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, and, and they probably won't have an easy first round playoff game either no because i believe they're division two yeah they were two last year because they were in the same district as port here on high yeah i mean and then that's a possibility you could see uh what ph or even northern yeah yeah no that that district could be ph northern roseville de la salle have fun with yeah. that <laughs> speak, <laughs> speak. 
taking a <laughs> pause. No, just take a second. No, I don't want to because it scares me. Uh, PH wins at Sterling Heights 28-8. to uh, eight. They had a 21 nothing lead at the half and then coasted from there. But, Couldn't uh, have made it 22-8 to eight to make it three straight for Sterling Heights. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the 28-8. The, the, the Big Reds uh, taking care of business now the last two weeks against Tower and Sterling Heights, and uh, they'll have a test on the road at Frazier uh, next uh, week. So it's I think it's good for the, a young team like PH to have bounced back from what happened in week one mm. and to play really good football two weeks in a row going into and, this game. And don't take the only 28 to 8 as anything. If it's anything like last week, I'm sure Coach Perkins got a lot of the young kids in near in that second half. Um, the Big Reds had two defensive touchdowns. Had a Jaden Ashford pick six, and Gavin Troy picked up a ball at the 10-inch line and he just fell into the end zone. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's another nice show. And defensively, since that 48-point game against Stony Creek, they've given up 16 points in, four, in eight quarters. Yeah, I think Ashford's pick six was a 60-yard run back. Yeah, it's been. And then Amari Holler had two total touchdowns. So, yeah, Sterling Heights, um, they are what we kind of thought they were. Um, but let's talk about, I mean, I just don't think there's much more to say about the big reds unless you have anything to add. They're just kind of getting it done. They're not doing anything too flashy because they don't have to. I do want to add that the JV won 36 to nothing. And what a catch by <laughs> Peyton Mullins. Yeah. Which that what the most impressive thing in that game was that Sterling Heights had a 10, ten minute, minute and 17 second drive and that did, went about 46 yards. And, I had one play over midfield. It was the most impressive thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Ended up getting nothing uh, yeah. out of the out of the whole deal. But yeah, uh, I wanted to mention Peyton's catch because it it was actually fantastic. Yeah. Uh, all right, Northern played Frazier tonight, and this one started off rocky for the Huskies, but it ended the way I think we both thought it would be a great game a close game, uh, and a great comeback by uh, Northern. And before we get uh, to breaking it down too much, let's just get to the highlights. Rob, he is the uh, receiver this time to the uh, right, and they'll go trips to the left. Again, out of the shotgun, Berezowski looking to throw. He's got some time in the pocket, throws over the middle, and it's caught! A great catch by Harris, and he's going to score. I thought he'd overthrown the ball, and then there was Harris. He reached up and grabbed it, and he'll take it for a 55-yard touchdown pass. No flags on the play, and Frazier grabs a 6-0 lead with 6.20 to go here in the first quarter. 3.40 to go in the first. It's 8-0 Ramblers, and they're threatening again. First down from the Husky 23. Out of the gun, Berezowski fires quickly to uh, Hogabook, and Hogabook shakes a tackle. He's got room up the far sideline, and he's going to go in for a score. 23 yards on the little receiver screen, and Hogabook takes it into the end zone for a score. They'll go two receivers to either side. Kerrigan and Prone are in the slots. Blank with a long count. Now he sends Kerrigan in motion. Looking to throw. Has time. Firing deep for Prone. Tipped right into Prone's hands. He'll make the catch and he'll score. It was tipped by the defender into the hands of Hayden Prone. And he takes it 52 yards. Touchdown PHN with 6.36 to go on the half. They've cut it to 15-6. Boink and uh, Larry Rollins having a long conversation here. 
Northern's probably going to have to hustle to get this play as they just now are breaking the huddle. 7-17 to go in the third quarter. And they're late getting somebody in here. They're going to be lucky if they don't get a penalty flag here. Boink out of the gun looking to throw. He's firing to the end zone. And it is caught for a Husky touchdown. Kerrigan, I believe, on the end of the reception. It is Kerrigan, a 25-yard touchdown reception. And Northern has pulled to within 15-13 with 7-11 to go here in the third quarter. They're going to go pistol this time. So Norton into the game with uh, Steinhauer, three-receiver look. Bloink out of the shotgun. He wants to run himself. He'll get to the goal line, and he'll dive across and in for a two-point conversion. And the Huskies have tied the game at 15 with 7-11 to go here in the third. And it'll be third and eight at the 22. Northern defense looking for another big stop. This time they'll send the trips off to the right. Straight drop, Berezowski. Holding is, I think, going to be the play. And it's picked off by Green at the 35. MJ to the 20, to the 15, 10, 5. And he's knocked out of bounds inside the 10-yard line. There's a flag on the play, but I think this is going to be holding against Frazier. And I think it's going to be first and goal to go, Huskies, near the 5-yard line. And it'll be third and goal from the 2. Four minutes to go here in the fourth. 15-15 tie. Huskies have never led tonight. They'll keep the big package in. Sayer and Norton in front of Steinhauer. Hand off Steinhauer. Dives at the line to the goal line. Touchdown! PHN! Steinhauer dives over the pile from two yards out. And the Huskies take the lead for the first time tonight with 3-39 to go in the fourth quarter. And had the extra point go up 22-15, get a stop on fourth and 12 near midfield, and run out the clock and uh, get their third straight win, scoring 22 unanswered after falling behind early 15-0. Yeah, let's uh, get to Larry Rollins quick because I have some stats, and also you said something that would have really made me upset that the Frazier coaches did. And, yeah, I do want to talk about that. because <laughs> I've got a couple of stats for you, too, that will blow yeah. your mind. With uh, Larry Rollins after a uh, third straight Husky win. I asked you earlier this week for the pregame, what do you like about your team through two weeks? And your answer was grit. You had some grit tonight to come back after falling behind like you did. Yeah, we did. Uh, we gave up two early touchdowns. Uh, I think they scored uh, both our touchdowns, I think, with I think six minutes left in the first quarter, I think. Um, and we shut them out the rest of the way. Uh, and that, that's just the character of our kids. I mean, they, they kept grinding and kept fighting back and clawing back and, and playing with each other and playing for each other, you know, and, and then just believing, and that's what happened tonight. And there was plenty of chances, too, for your guys to kind of get down. The bad start, the, the two touchdown passes. Then you had the holding call just before half that took away a big play. A couple of missed field goals. But they just kept coming, and MJ with a big interception to set up the winning score. Yeah, and that, that's that's just huge. I mean, you know, we we weren't very solid in the King of the night, but that's fine. Our defense kept playing solid uh, offensively, and we, we got out of our own way finally a little bit after the first quarter there, and we started moving the ball, and uh, up front did a great job uh, moving the guys up front, and Joel did a good job running, Dylan did a good job of getting to the receivers, and uh, offensively I was pleased. We just stalled out a couple of times when we got down in the, the red zone here. We got a fix on that. 
you, you did get a nice break for the first touchdown, the tip pass to Prone, but or to, excuse me, um, Kerrigan caught it. It was to Prone. Oh, it was Prone. Yeah, yeah Kerrigan caught the second touchdown pass. Uh, that's not an easy catch. Like, somebody would say, that's lucky. Actually, that's good concentration. Yeah, that, 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 that's, that's a really tough ball to catch because you're, you're fixing on as you run the ball and then if something gets tipped, you have to keep running and keep your concentration on the ball. Um, that was just a great play, and that, that's, that, I think that's what sparked us because offensively we're just in a lull. And then we got uh, a, a, a decent play like that, and then, then we just kind of sparked fire a little bit for us. I give uh, Joel Steinhauer some credit, too, because it's obvious the last two games teams are keying on him. They don't want him to beat you. They want Dylan to beat you. Uh, and, and Dylan came through, but, but Joel just grounded out, and in the end he didn't have a bad game. No, I mean that's a, that's Joel's a tough kid, and I told him I said, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna feed you the ball, buddy. You know, I, you're gonna grind us out in the fourth quarter." I mean, that's kind of our philosophy. We just we, we play physical football up front on both sides of the ball, and we're gonna establish the run uh, and play good defense. And that's how you know that's how we've been. That's that's the culture of Northern football right now, and he's done a great job doing it. All right, enjoy this one, and uh, good luck against Lakeshore next week. Thank you. All right, I said to coming out to start the third quarter. If either of these teams could establish the run in the second half, they were going to win the football game, and Northern did that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a nice thing. Like you said, it's a lot harder to be the guy and rush for a lot when they're keen on you. Marysville didn't really know if they were supposed to key on him or who the big guy was for Northern because there were some unknowns. No secret now, Joel Steinhauer is the guy to key on. But where do you want to go – with uh, the Northern. Do you want to go for stats first? Do you want to talk about what Frazier did? What do you want to go for? Uh, uh, I'll give you so, some numbers first. So Steinhauer uh, had, uh, I think, 10 yards rushing at halftime, and he finished with 54 and, a, and the game-winning uh, touchdown. But uh, Dylan Bloink, 12 out of 20, 160 yards, two touchdown passes in the game. At the end of the first quarter, uh, Brady Berezowski, who threw five touchdown passes in the first half last week. Mm -hmm. First quarter this week, 117 yards, two touchdowns. That's a good start. The last three quarters of the game, he threw for 32 yards. That's not good. Uh, And on the ground, they had zero yards rushing in the first quarter and minus 16 yards for the game. So in the last three quarters – they had 16 yards of offense after lighting up Northern in the first quarter. Yeah, so their defense has been really good, and I guess I never really looked at it that deep, but Northern's defense has been a staple over the last half decade. Dennis, do you know how many games it's been since they've given up 30 points in a game? How many? The last time they did it, it was, let me just double-check my math here. Um, that's eight, then the 14. It has been 17 games since Northern has given up 30 points. And that was probably to De La Salle? That was to Romeo, week two oh, of 2019. Okay. Yeah. Do you well, know? Because Romeo's no good either. Do you know the last <laughs> time, how long it's been since Northern's given up 40 points in a game? That was probably De La Salle. I believe it's 32 games since Northern's defense has given up 40 points. That's just consistency. Like, for a team to have to go back to 2017 for a time they gave up 40 points, that's really impressive. And you know what? Again, shame on me for picking Frazier. 
just thought that was it was going to be a coin flip game, and the coin landed the other way. And the biggest thing you said, and this is something that you can't tell in the stat sheet, but they fell down 15 nothing, and you said to Coach Rollins, they could have given up. They could have packed in and went, all right, well, today's not our day. And they just hung in there and battled back and what was it? 13 yards of offense, 16 yards of offense. 16 yards of offense in the final three quarters. In 36 minutes of football. That is really impressive. Against a team that that came out and at least throwing the ball, uh, I mean, they had something going on. And here's the other thing that uh, I'm I'm going to point out here because sometimes uh, things get lost. This is Larry's seventh year at Northern. They're 42 and 19 since he's taken over that program. That's, that's really impressive. And, like, we don't talk about them as much. Like, like when McGregor was there, we we're like, you know, the Huskies had the 10-win season and a 9-win season. But, you know, last year we thought they were going to be down and they got off to a really good start, won their first two games. They were starting to, to like, win us over. Mm-hmm. And then they got hit with injuries and lost the last four games that they, yeah. they played. And then this year we weren't really sure, weren't really sure. We both picked Marysville in week one and 35 nothing Northern. Yeah. Then then we're thinking, oh, they're going to blow out East Point, but it was only 8-6. to six. They didn't score a touchdown. Uh, and, you we're know. like, we're, okay, we're, was it an aberration yeah. or is East Point good? He, and then they're down 15 to nothing early, and I'm thinking in my head, boy, do I have Northern all wrong? Be- because I – I want to really like this team, right? But they're gonna have to score to to win games. Uh, they've got some important games coming up, and then I watch the last three quarters, and and it's like I I like this football team. I do. Yeah. Are they perfect? No. Are they a vaunted offense? I guess that's what it is. Is they're not this vaunted juggernaut offense that's gonna light you up. But the way their defense plays, if they score three touchdowns, Northern's gonna be hard to beat. Yeah, and that's not asking a lot, especially when you have guys setting up first and goals from inside the 10. Like, Northern's a team, like, I just think at this point, you have to kind of throw your hands up and go, are they the Mac Blue favorite now? Like, have they earned the right to say, at worst, they are 1A and 1B with the Port Huron? Yeah, you, you, you've got, uh, again, I, I think two more games to really look at as far as the league is concerned, because you get the PH game and they have to play, I believe, on the road against Lance Cruz. That, those yeah, because that game was at home last year. Those yeah, but they the have Lakeshore and Sterling Heights. They're going to be the Huskies those two are going to be five and zero going into Lance Cruz. They might get shutouts against those two teams. Yeah, Lance Cruz. Wanna... By the way, they played Lakeshore. Did we get a score from that game? I didn't look for it. Let me look. I know that uh, they they lost to Roseville the week before, and I had gotten word there that they actually didn't play that bad. But, again, Roseville was Roseville. Oh, this is eight-player football. That's why it's not coming up. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Yeah, I was looking at some – I was doing my last little round of checks for eight players. So, uh Talk for a second while I look for it. Okay, but uh, I I like this Northern football team, and, and again, uh, they're going to – they have a chance. If they win the Lance Cruz game, they have a chance to be undefeated going into the game against PH in the Crosstown Showdown uh, this year. So 
I think that's very exciting. And I look at what oh, PH wow. is doing. If PH can beat Frazier cool. next week at Frazier, they might be 5-1 and one going into that game. Yeah, I'm going to say Northern's the favorite, although uh, it might be a race to 10. Lance Cruz beat Lakeshore 9-7. to seven. Wow, that's a little telling to me, though, because St. Clair throttled Lakeshore. Yeah, I, I, nine points doesn't – but but again – I watched Northern against East Point, and we're all going eight points doesn't impress us. Yeah. But, you know, again, Lance I would have, I would have thought that that score would have been a little more lopsided than that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Northern, I mean, they might be creeping up. And I think maybe it's – you hear it in college football, they call it pull inertia, where if you're ranked high, you stay high, and if you weren't high, you have to work harder to get up there. Maybe we need to start and seriously look at our, uh, ourselves in the mirror and go, is Northern – is their resume as good or better than PH? Like, I know PH lost to Stony Creek, and if Stony Creek played Northern, I'd pick Stony Creek. But, I mean, how much of this is – we just need to just suck it up, especially myself, and say Northern might be one of the top teams in the area. I had them at number four. You did. I think I had them at six, and I think they're going to have to move up just because what their defense is doing is impressive. Here's a question for you. If Northern was in the BWAC, where would they rank in there? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I think they'd be right at the top with everybody else. And the BWAC, I think, became slightly clearer tonight, and, well, we'll talk about that. Dennis, I know you were intrigued by some results. Yes, I, I, the BWAC continues to be wacky to me. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did.
Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Offices located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magnet International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water area high school athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. On to the BWAC, Brady Beaton, where Armada beat North Branch 34-28 on the road at North Branch. This is a nice resume win for Armada, and I'm also going to jump a little bit on the North Branch bandwagon because... uh, this is closer than I was thinking, and so now I'm kind of hedging that North Branch. I have to admit that North Branch is a little better than I thought, and our mate is a lot better. This this is a, a quality win. This is a game in years past. North or our mate loses 
42 to 20, and you go, okay, there's Armada coming back down to earth. I think it happened last year. This is a different Armada team, Dennis. I don't. I need to see more before I say they're going to compete for a BWAC title, but going to North Branch and beating them, that's impressive because that's not a short ride. That's a tough place to go play, and that's a team that's going to try to jam it down your throats. And it was a two-score game until there was like 62 seconds left in the ball game. Yeah, remember last year Armada gave them fits at Armada. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, a rainy, goofy day, but Armada was, was giving North Branch – Quite one of the few teams to give North Branch a game all year, uh, and maybe they're it's it's just that team that that gives that other team fits. Yeah, and I think Armada they go to play Richmond next week. I'll say this: Armada beats Richmond, and oh, it's at home for Armada. If they do that, I will put you squarely in the middle of the ring for BWAC title. Uh, they're legit if they do that. And I don't think it's going to be more, at most, a 10-point game either way. At most. I think it's going to be an emotional game. And I think there's going to be ga- uh, something where someone maybe loses their cool. I have to. I don't know all the stats from the Richmond game tonight. We'll get those in the morning and we'll have those for our next show. But I hope that Richmond cleans up the penalties a little bit. Because if they don't and they lose their cool a little bit, watch out. Armada might sting you for the second straight year. Well, uh, and again, we know how, how Armada is doing it. It's they're, no secret. They're, they're manning up, and they're going, we're going to run the ball. And it was 34-28. I bet that was a quick game tonight, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that was a quick game tonight. Yeah. But they play Richmond next week, who, by the way, uh, shut out Algonac 38 nothing. Got two safeties. Have you ever seen two safeties in a football game, Dennis? I, I actually, I believe I've seen three in a game. And it's <laughs> well, of course, you going have. going back a while, but I believe I've had a game where I saw three safeties. What up when you were in Cairo? No, no, it was here in the uh, the area, and I'm trying to. Uh, it was one of those goofy games, like uh, in Marine City. It might have been a Marine City game where they had two and they gave up one. <laughs> anyway, but that's uh, yeah. Richmond's good. Hitzelberger had a really nice 80-yard touchdown uh, catch where he just broke two defenders. And one guy, I saw the video of it, one guy's holding his jersey and he drags him for five yards and then just says, get off me, and runs the rest of the way. I think Denny Saligan had another long touchdown. I think it was 46 yards this time or something like that. Yeah, Denny Saligan has a long touchdown. Water's wet, fire's hot. Yeah. Death taxes, long Denny Saligan <laughs> touchdown runs. Crosslex 44, Yale nothing. There was no surprise there. Yeah, pretty quick second half. Uh, Crosslex is good. Their defense got a shutout. I think they needed that. Especially, Williamston's lost their last two games. Now, they've been against good teams, so it's not like they went and lost to Little Sisters of the Poor. No, and they're not getting blown out. No, but that those are a couple nice wins for Crosslex. And I think the BWAC's going to be a little closer, especially with Almont going 39 nothing over MLA City. Dennis, I think right now you could make an argument four teams could win a BWAC title, and there's, there's five good teams. North Branch has just come up short in a couple close games. I, I know we've had a three-way tie before in the BWAC, and there might have been one year where there was a four-way tie. I'd have to go look at that. I don't know why they want us to call him Belly, but Gabe Grappi is now Belly. 
Yes. And he had uh, 10 carries, 134 on the ground, and two touchdowns. Townsend rushed for a touchdown. He was 11 and 19 for 245 and three touchdowns. I think he's been over 200 in all three games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sage Slanick, five catches, 106, two scores. Drew Hosterman had a 53-yard touchdown catch. And Kirk Wilson, nine tackles. Oh, One was it. a sack, and he had a safety. And I guess he deflected three passes, too. Weak night for him. Yeah. I'm expecting, so, like. So you think. Well, the way he puts up numbers, you're like, anything less than, like, 15 tackles, you're like, oh, what was he doing, sleepwalking? In a 44 nothing game, how many plays do you think Yale ran? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But. Um, and uh, Almont controlled the ground game against Emily City. What is it? 169 to 70. They outrushed Yeah, them. MLA City's got some good skill guys. They just lack up front a bit. And, well, next week I know you're supposed to go see MLA City cross Lex, but we might have to call an audible on that. We might have to send you out to Armada. Yeah, that Armada-Richmond game is tantalizing because when the, before this season we thought – Croslex Emily City would be one that we would circle. Yeah. And now three weeks into the season, uh, and it's not that we think Emily City's bad, but uh, they've taken it uh, on the on the cuff to Durand and then this week to Elmont. And, mm. you know, they had opportunity against Richmond, but in the end they didn't get it done. Uh, and uh, and Croslex, uh, after a week one hiccup uh, against Williamston, a really good team, uh, they got a quality win over North Branch, and they took care of business tonight against Yale. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm not looking at the Crosslicks Emily City and thinking that's going to be a great game. Yeah, and again, I think the Armada Richmond game could have big BWAC title implications. And Armada's kind of with tonight's win, they've earned the right to enter the conversation of a potential BWAC champion. Yeah, and I'm not going to argue that. Uh, again, I liked them against Clawson, and they've had uh, they had two big wins going into tonight. Somebody finally scored on them in a game. But like I say, of their three wins, this was the closest game. But this, to me, is the nicest win on the resume. For and them. here's the thing. Of their last uh, three toughest games, Richmond at home, they have to go to Almont, but they get Crosslex at home too. Uh, there's a lot of work to do, but uh, maybe. I, I think what, what I'm learning is – that the discrepancy between the top four or five teams in this league isn't that big. I can't wait till next week when we come back and go, what in the hell happened in this BWAC game? <laughs> well, you'll be here. And I'll be texting you going, really, what? one of the weeks I'm gone, this happens? Yeah, uh, that, that might be the, uh, the case. We still have more to talk about. We'll go through the GTC East and also the eight-man, and we got some wild eight-man numbers. We kind of teased it at the top of the show. But uh, what happened in the Deckerville game uh, on uh, Friday night is absolutely insane. We'll get to all of that uh, when uh, segment uh, three comes up in just a moment here on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 
1700 for all your real estate needs. O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series Shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark Shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark Shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our game. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. 
Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with Dennis and uh, Brady as we get into the GTC East. Marlette kept it close for a half, and then Ubley was Ubley and outscored them 28-0 in the second half. Ubley 56, Marlette 21. So the air raid fooled them for a half, and, and then Ubley made their adjustments. Ubley's a team that's not going to be stopped. I just think that they have – I've said this for three shows now. They have their goal. They're not thinking, hey, we want to win the – I mean, they do want to win the GTC East, but they're going – we're finally putting up a damn banner in the gym that says state champion. No more <laughs> state finalist, state semifinalist. We're going for it all, and nobody's getting in their way, although they have a just brawl next week. Yeah, uh, Harbor Beach 50, Brown City 8. In the last two weeks, Harbor Beach has put up 104 points, and I realize they've done it against uh, two teams in the league that – you know, we don't think they're going to win a whole lot of games. But still, after losing by nine points in week one, mm-hmm. they and they have and they scored thirty three in a loss in week one. So Harbor Beach offensively scoring a ton of points. The game is at Ubley next week, and as far as I'm concerned, it's the league championship game. Yeah, Sandusky's down a bit. Marlette lost their their one prove it game. Yeah, Ubley wins that game. Uh, let me take see if I can get a quick look at their schedule. But I don't know where they lose. Maybe do they play Bad Axe this year? Uh, let me see. Ubley, they they do play Bad Axe Week 9, and they're 3-0. and They just beat Unionville Seabwing. Hatchets might have a really good team up there. That's that's a positive. USA might be down just a tad, just a tad. But I mean, it's hard to tell because what what are they? They've they, had a tough start too because they yeah, had to play Ubley in week one. They're one and two, but their losses are to Ubley and Bad Axe, and they beat Carroll forty four to six. Yeah. So we'll see. Nice uh, bounce back for Sandusky. They put some points up after struggling to score the first two weeks. They had fifty two in a shutout win over KPAC, and uh, boy, we were rooting hard for Memphis. But uh, Vassar got them 36 to nothing over in uh, Vassar uh, on Friday night. So uh, we'll have a game uh, today, this afternoon, and I'm really excited about this one. Uh, it's the Catholic League opener for uh, Cardinal Mooney and for Gross Point Liggett. They're in the same league this year. Uh, Liggett's been in the Catholic League. They're not a Catholic school, but they've been in the Catholic League for a few years. But this is the first time they're in the intersectional two yeah. with Mooney. Uh, and both of these teams are off to a good start. Liggett won 34 nothing in week one and 38-30 last week. I am told that they run a five-receiver look. And um, I've been told that if they run five times, it's a lot. Yeah. That they – throw the ball. They've got a 6'5 transfer quarterback from De La Salle, and they just throw the ball all over the place. Mooney's been working on it all week. Coverage, coverage, coverage. That's all I saw when they were at mm. I was at practice uh, the other day. And Mooney's off to a great start, and they can run and throw. Yeah, I'm excited for you to finally get to see them in person. That's what uh, if you're listening to this in the early morn and you want to get some high school football before uh, like Michigan kicks off or something, one o'clock your game starts, twelve forty pregame. 
1240 pregame, yep, for a 1 o'clock uh, kick at East China Stadium. Really looking forward to it. All right, let's get to the eight-man uh, games. Uh, oh, my Decker, God. I told you about Genesee earlier in the week and the, the scores of their games. 56-52, 46-40 in the first two weeks. They got two upset wins, beating Mayville and Kingston, I believe it was. Uh, and uh, against uh, Deckerville, first off, 70 points were scored in the first quarter of this game. It was 46 to 24 at the end of the first quarter. Deckerville goes on for an 82-48 win, and now Brady is going to spend 20 minutes telling you all the records Deckerville set. Well, to let's make. start with the first quarter. What was that score again? 46 to 24. Yeah, six touchdowns, all scored by the same player. Set an MHSA record. Ethan, uh, Ethan ba- Bowerman. Bowerman sets an MH scores six touchdowns in a quarter in 12 minutes Dennis that's almost impossible think about that you're scoring a touchdown every two minutes that (laughs) you make one mistake and that goes out the window (laughs) and then all right let's give you the, the the team stats this is courtesy of our friend Mike Gallagher up at, uh, up at Sanilac. Deckerville, school record 82 points in a game. Sets the MHSAA eight-man record for total offense. 694 yards. Okay, people, that's the full length of the field seven times. Yeah, you're stopped at the seven. They were... Six yards away from Eclipse and 700 yards. Rushed for the most touchdowns in a game uh, in MHSA eight-man history. Eleven times. <laughs> Dennis, how many teams in the state will go the entire season and not have 11 rushing touchdowns? Apparently, Gross Point Liggett. <laughs> they, they, they might go the entire year and not rush 11 times. Yeah. Like, there are teams <laughs> this year that will not score 11 rushing touchdowns. Deckerville does it in a night. And they, they finished second in the record book for most yards on the ground with 632. Think about it, 632 yards rushing the football in one game. And you're not starting at your own one-yard line every time. So here's the other thing about that, too. The clock's not stopping a whole lot. No. And you, and you find time to score 82 points. Yeah. Right you know, now, and, and Genesee scored 48, so they obviously moved the ball a little bit. Too. Yeah, they have a decent team. Dennis, right now, who's been the most impressive through three games? Deckerville, um, Ubley, or Marine City? I'm still going to go with Marine City because they're just all around good. <laughs> they're just they're just all around. You can make an good. argument for any. Yeah, of them. but I mean, you know, Ubley gave up 21 points tonight. Marine City doesn't give up 21 points. No, but. I would argue that Ubley's De- face, De- Deckerville pound up, for pound, has faced better competition. Deckerville's given up 74 points in the last two games. They've just scored 132. Yeah. So, I mean, just all around, Marine City scores yeah. the points, and they hold the opposition to nothing. Anyway, those are your ridiculous stats for the night. <laughs> like, just think about that. How many kids, how many featured backs will not score six touchdowns on the ground? It's it's and yeah. he did it in a quarter, Dennis. Th- there are teams in the state of Michigan that aren't going to score six touchdowns as a team this season. And he and one guy does it in a quarter. Twelve minutes. 
<laughs> That's the thing that blows my mind. Like, yes, obviously Kingston has to help and give them the ball back, but he, I guarantee you he didn't touch the ball more than eight or nine times. He was just probably out the gate every single time. So the six touchdowns in a quarter, uh, the, the, if you're doing that game, does, does he get the magna mega performer <laughs> of the game? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Peck beat Hale 20-14. to 14. Peck is off to a 3-0 and start. On the How about season. them pirates? That's, that's a win on the road uh, too, and and Hale isn't a short drive. No, uh, that's that's over, and uh, then up to the north a little bit. What? That's middle of the state. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, and Hale was in that league for a couple of years. I love how the NCTL is just basically anything west of Mount Ple- or anything east of Mount Pleasant, anything north of like. Detroit. Yeah. Well, when they when they uh, put Mount Pleasant in, into the league there, Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart, uh, they actually uh, shortened the road trip a little bit because it took Hale out of the league. Uh, <laughs> CPS rolls <laughs> fifty four to nothing. Well, and more and Morris is it, or Morris or however you yeah, say Morris. it, and they're over by Lansing. Yeah, we passed them right before when we were going to the state finals for bass or for baseball and softball. Yeah. They were one of the last exits, weren't they? Yeah, like their closest game is Flint International <laughs> in league. Yeah, and then imagine having to go to, like, Carsonville or, or to Deckerville in the middle of the thumb. And if you ask me right now, I couldn't tell you where Ashley even is. <laughs> nope. I, I'd need a map to tell you where Ashley Hold even on, is. Hold on, let me figure Anyways, this out. Anyways, while you're looking at that, CPS uh, ran Akron Fairgrove 54 to nothing. The Tigers get the, the big win, uh, and uh, they finally get a victory this uh, season. And uh, on Thursday, it was Burton Atherton knocking off uh, New Haven Merritt by a score of 49-14, to 14, rounding out the uh, scores for uh, this week's uh, games in eight-man football. Have you found Ashley um, yet on the map? Yes, I just have to zoom out. All right. It looks like it's not near anything. <laughs> Is it is it up north? Uh, it's because I, on, I honestly it's don't about know. I'd say fifteen miles south of Ithaca. Okay, so it's yeah, not too far from Mount Pleasant. Okay, which like zooming in on the town. Here's what's in Ashley. According, you know who to, knows where Ashley is is probably Folsom because it's yeah. probably somewhere where he grew up. All right, here's <laughs> here's what Google Maps says is in Ashley: Argo Culture Liquid Fertilizer, Ashley High School, Ashley Family Care Center, Ashley Care Center, and Village of Ashley Park. All right, that's probably where they play the football games. Oh, and Daggett's Grocery. You can't leave out Daggett's. <laughs> so if you're ever in Ashley, go to Daggett's Grocery. And then head over to the park and yeah. watch football. And have your have your <laughs> sandwich that you got from Daggett's Grocery. Anyways, um, I like the NCTL Stars and Stripes because of the diversity. I wish they played eight-man games on, like, Thursday all the time. I do, like too. Like they did with Merritt, who took one on the chin. But, honestly, if they played all the eight-man games on Thursday, we'd probably have to start doing eight-man yeah, we'd, games. Yeah, we'd, we'd do uh, an eight-man game of the week, I think. Or, or that, maybe even two, because what else are we going to yeah. do? What else are we going to do? Anyways, uh, you got anything else to uh, add? I just want to remind folks again, 
1240 pregame, 1 o'clock kickoff, East China Stadium uh, this afternoon for Cardinal Mooney and Gross Point Liggett. Uh, I'm excited about this game. Yeah, but six touchdowns in a quarter. Six touchdowns in a quarter. Northern's defense is good. Marine City's defense is good. We just get caught up in the gaudy numbers, and you go, oh, their, their defense is really good when they win 20-8, to eight. but if they yeah. win 45-8, you're like, oh, well, the, well, their offense is really good. Marine City's good. Yeah. Marine City's good, and yeah. Richmond, Marine City, district final, calling it right now. That's <laughs> that's the game I'm hitching my hype train to right now, and I'm going to be crushed when Armada lo- or when Richmond loses a game that they shouldn't, and it derails the whole thing because I only ever get one nice thing, and it was Marysville Marine City last year. <laughs> Poor Brady. He only gets one nice thing. Sad. Uh, going into uh, today's Mooney game, I'm 9-0 and in the picks, and I've tied Brady in the standings. Yeah, because I'm 8-1. We both have Mooney, so um, we're going to be tied at the end of three weeks in picks, and I think that's where it should be. We should be tied, Yeah, we should be happy with that, but Brady's not because he's very competitive. Well, and the Frazier Northern game was a coin flip. Could have won either way with North Branch. Armada. You were looking good early. I was, but the I was, but you know what? For me. I'll, I'll very gladly take that L. I'm happy to see the Huskies win. Uh, they, they are a good team, and I'm a defensive guy. I like when I see a team just when it's a just a dogfight to get to two touchdowns against the team. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, it's three weeks now, folks. The, that Northern defense. Uh, I hope they stay healthy all year because they're fun to watch. Yep. They're fun to watch. All right, uh, that will do it for this one, and we'll be back on uh, Tuesday for our next uh, podcast, right? Yeah, Tuesday. Yep. Uh, I, I got to keep on schedule now. It's Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays during the football uh, season. Hope you enjoyed it, and, uh, yeah, that'll wrap it up. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.